0: Everybody to our new hangout. The last time people heard
1: us, we were on KU internet so radio. We still talk about it to this day. People still ask, "Hey, when are you guys coming back?" Well, this is our attempt at coming back now, guys. This is, you know, Jag Show presents. This is just, you know, for me and Gino to kind of continue on doing what we were doing in college, and uh, you know, try to have a little fun with it. You know, try to brighten up people's uh, day, week, month. And in a day and age where the question is for all of
0: us, when is fill in the blank coming back? You know, much like Major League Baseball, we took our time,
1: but we're back. Yeah. So uh, this week's topic is Jag Show presents sports are returning. Uh, Is that with a with or without a question mark? I think
0: maybe it's like an ellipses and then a question mark. You know what I mean? Like sports are returning. Before we get into all the uh, nuts and bolts of the episode, James, how have you uh, been?
1: I am, I am not bad. Um, I had a much more relaxing weekend than I did the previous weekend. Uh, it was Amy's birthday uh, two two Sundays ago. Oh, yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday to, uh, to her. Uh, we went out to Palm Springs, and uh, it was about 110 degrees. Felt like it was 95, so that was a welcome relief. Uh, so... That was a nice little fun time to, to have a little trip away and uh, to have a new change of scenery. But this past weekend, uh, with a little more chill, you know, compared to going on a trip, um, just kind of hung out a little bit. Um, I went, went and saw my parents yesterday, actually. Uh, we had, had a little family oh, dinner nice. uh, in celebration of their 35th wedding anniversary. Yeah.
0: Wow, Which is congratulations. actually, was,
1: is actually today, uh, Monday, August uh, 3rd. So congrats to them and their 35 years of uh, marriage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: My sister-in-law celebrated her 21st birthday. So uh, happy birthday. Shout out to you. And um, we celebrated with a surprise um, automobile parade where people decorated their cars and then, um, you know, drove by and said hello. Uh, Everything was Disney themed. Disneyland theme, so oh, wow. um, yeah, so it was kind of a fun thing that even though she couldn't go to the park, uh, we tried to bring the park to her.
1: No, I, I have, you took the words right out of my mouth on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a moderate success, I would say. I think I think she had a great time. Family had a great time. You know, I think for my own car, I did a Lilo and Stitch theme, which I would say you know turned out pretty good. Could have been better, of course, but. You know, we're all doing the best we can given the circumstances.
1: Is that because you you drive a red car still, right? Yes. Okay, it's just I didn't say isn't it like isn't like did not Stitch have the red car at the beginning of the movie when you stole that red right. cruiser? Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Classy. Yeah.
0: So that's how it's been my weekend. Um, also spent a lot of time watching television.
1: Oh what you what you been watching lately?
0: So I'm glad you asked. Uh, this week we started um our new trashy reality show and so it's important for us in our household to have at least one trashy reality show we're working on uh and it used to be 90 day fiance and then it used to be married at first sight and now we're on to love is blind oh you're familiar with this show
1: yeah yeah i was i watched that a while back but Mm -hmm. it's a fun it's a fun show uh what do you think so far
0: Uh, you know, so far I'm into it. We only gotten through one episode, but, uh, it's definitely, you know, it's not as grueling or arduous as 90 day fiance or say like the bachelor, but, um, it's definitely, if there's something about the Netflix shows that feels like, you know, we put a little bit of time and attention into this, so it's kind of a step above, like very trashy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm surprised you only watched one episode so far. I feel like whenever I, me and Amy go and and watch any kind of reality show, it's like we're watching two, three, four in one sitting. It doesn't matter what time of day we ended at, but we can't just watch one unless we like we just don't like it at all. We started watching Indian matchmaking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a fun. No, that's a real fun one. We watched, like I said, we we started watching it around dinner time, so we watched maybe four or five episodes of that. And, and the premise of this one is uh, matchmakers in, in India, obviously, namesake. Um, but she goes all over the world, actually, and uh, matches people. She actually has a couple, K- a couple people that are in um, the United States. Mm. So she travels from Mumbai and goes and tries to match them with them. And this isn't just like the stereotypical, like, okay, I pick someone for you, you have to marry this person. Mm-hmm. It's more like a human version of match.com where you're still paying for someone to kind of get you a match, but you're not required to like marry this person off the bat. It's more like we found these suitors for you, go on some dates with them and see, you know what happens from that. Um, Yeah. So, so far no one's been engaged, um, but there's a variety of people out there. Um, There's someone who's 37. There's someone who's 25. Um, there's someone who was matched with 37 year old, um, a lawyer from Chicago and he didn't really feel compatible with her. So he actually got paired with one of the other people featured on the show and she's from New Jersey and she's like a wedding uh, planner. So they didn't have really shown them recently. I figured that they are having a decent relationship right now. So it's a, it's, I mean, it's, it's an interesting show, um, just in terms of it kind of goes against what our normal thought process is, which is just like, you don't really, you know, I pick someone for you, you marry them and that's it. Right. It's more like, it's more like an Indian dating that's show fair. where it's like, you're not required to, to marry someone off the bat, but you kind of just see like how the relationships develop and you kind of see like what people are looking for. Um, a lot of it is like, you know, tradi- you know, you know, like what, what region are you from, you know, your religion. Um, and you kind of, you kind of see the other kind of, things that people are um are looking for in a relationship and sometimes they're not you know some of them are really petty and some of them are just like you know they just want someone to just be with them you know so a life partner sure and um you know a lot of them have never done the matchmaking before you know and they're like you know this is i've done other methods it's not like they haven't tried but they're like i want to go a little more traditional with this one and see you know what kind of results i can get from it
0: I think I suggested this as a potential topic, and James, you came ready to rock. So what are we talking about today?
1: Um, We wanted to kind of talk about the journey that got us back to sports being back, our perception of it right now, and where do we go from here in terms of sports coming back in like the fall? Ones that have not come back yet, but there's still debates as to what's going to happen for them. A lot of things came to a halt in about mid-March, including, you know, a lot of people had to start working from home starting in mid-March. And um, one of the things that really seemed to be a good distraction for people that just instantly just went away was sports. Um, Primarily, the main ones that were playing at the time were um, the NBA and NHL. and then we're people are just kind of sitting on their hands, you know, twiddling their thumbs, trying to think, you know, is this going to come back or not? There's all this speculation about like things going to be canceled, they're not going to return. And there's a lot of debates over that. Um, the first thing I want to talk, um, I think we should talk about, is just like the early returners, um, not the major major sports, but just sports that just came back. Um, earlier than others um, and primarily the ones I I want to focus on are auto racing and um, just like uh, UFC um, and I'm pretty sure boxing also came back as well Um, are you familiar at all do you know with with kind of when racing came back
0: you know the first thing I remember hearing about racing coming back was something in Darlington County Darlington Speedway which I guess is a big race look I'm going to out myself here. I don't know a whole lot about racing of any kind. James, what do you, what do you know? Fill in the blanks here.
1: Okay, so if you didn't know, um, auto racing didn't really go away for very long. Actually, auto racing came back in about mid-April, uh, but that was actually um, online racing. The actual racing came back, and, um, and the reason for that, obviously, is you're, you know, you're in a car, um, you're by yourself. You can race. You can go around the track and everything. You're not really around people. You know, you do put your six, you know, your six feet in between people. And I think NASCAR got a lot more um,
0: publicity because they were one of the first ones back. Right. Now, what about UFC?
1: Uh, I do know. There's always been constant talk about something called a fight island. Yeah, I've heard I- a lot about this. What exactly is fight island? Fight, fight island. a place. Island. Does this exist? Like, is it a, a it's an actual. It's like an actual island that they had. That it basically was creating like their own little bubble, where people coming in would be, you know, they fly in a couple, you know, a couple weeks beforehand. They'd be quarantined and you know making sure that they didn't, they didn't have COVID, and they would just have fight. They would have their fights there. This sounds
0: like a kung fu movie or something.
1: Yeah, it's really. I mean, it's 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 ludicrous. Yeah, but you know, in these in these uh, times that we're in, I think it's. I think it's interesting that, you know, people would follow through on such an idea. I mean, if it works, it works, right? You can't call it crazy then. Well, that's what I'm wondering is like, you know,
0: these smaller sports that returned earlier, they have some advantages that can help them. But it also seems like they knew there's an opportunity to kind of fill in the gap, right? Like the world isn't paying attention to, you know,
1: some of these bigger sports that can't happen right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it, You know, there's a void right now in the market, and you just have to fill it. So,
0: if we're thinking about um, some of these sports, it was pretty easy. It seems like relatively, it was pretty easy for them to return. I mean, the race car situation is like, you know, it's not just the one guy in the car. Those people are already wearing protective suits, right?
1: Correct. Correct. And I think I think the ease of that one was that there's less moving parts to them. You know, you have a car or you have a fighter, it's easier to control that kind of thing, as opposed to team sports where there's a lot more variables in there. But I think the smaller the amount of variables in there, the easier it is to kind of keep things contained. Yeah, that makes sense. That's
0: you know, kind of how science experiments work, right? And in a way, all these bubbles, that's kind of what we're doing here. We're experimenting to see can these things work. So let's get into the NBA a little bit, because that was you know, something we had heard about for a while coming back. You know, definitely, like you said, it was easier to have like a self-contained season there. Have you? Did you watch any of it so far? Now yeah. that it's been back
1: for a couple of days? Yes, I, I I have watched. I mean, I watched opening night. Um, but I feel like the product is really good. Um, I feel like the intensity of the players is you know top notch right now. I mean, they had their rest. So I think that contributes a lot to it. But also, just like the sense of like you have eight games. You know, this is a playoff atmosphere already. You have to go forward with it, and I think the NBA did a really good job, um, making this bubble effective and making it work. And I think uh, it's easier to do that with the NBA, in my opinion, because NBA games are not super duper long. You know, you have control over the time of it. You know, it can be flexible within well, around the two. It's around two hours for a game, so you can definitely fit a lot more games. In a single day at a court compared to say baseball, compared to the NHL, where, you know, there's a lot more periods, you know, there's a lot more innings, especially in baseball where there's like there's no time limit whatsoever. So you kinda just have to go with what's there. You know, you can only fit so many games in a day in one place. So I don't think it was ever realistic for Major League Baseball to do that. I think it's very likely for I mean, I think it's obviously showing for the NBA it's a lot easier to host that especially if you have a complex that has basketball courts that have the ability to put cameras in there to, sh- you know, to kind of give you the sense of uh, the season is happening. I mean, do, do you really notice that there, that there's no fans in the stands? You know, it's not as jarring or apparent as I would have thought. You know what, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like watching like uh like the battle of Atlantis like the college basketball tournament you know you kind of just like the field itself like the court is like lit up and everything and then there's like players off to the side it's like kind of dark around it it kind of has that feel to it right I think the only thing for
0: me in terms of what's you know the product is there was speculation about how it would look in the NBA and I'm not sure maybe you know about the NHL but like I was kind of hoping they would do something wacky and do like a, you know, like a world cup style tournament with.
1: Oh, like, like the MLS.
0: Exactly. With maybe like 16 teams or 20 or whatever it is. But, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that we have something at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and hockey just returned the other day and you know, they're going into full like playoff type mode right now. So um, I think the product on that one would also be good. Um, I think it's a similar thing with like the NBA where like, some of the fringe teams like made it into the, this tournament that they're having. Um, they don't necessarily belong there in my opinion, but you know the more teams the merrier it seems like because people want to kind of get their their fan base still excited about something. so you know if you can make it work by all means. But, right
0: if you can make it work is definitely a, a qualifier. One uh, league almost didn't make it work or at least that's how it seemed, right? And that's mm-hmm. Major League Baseball. You followed this pretty closely.
1: I I did I did yeah. So uh, for those who didn't know, Major League Baseball was in the middle of spring training. So that's the a, a period before the actual season starts. And they had a fin- they had a abruptly end spring training two weeks before the season started. So the season was supposed to start at the end of March, um, and then it was just a matter of focusing on. How many games can we play? How many games can we uh, actually do here? you know is it possible to make this happen? you know we can't really do a bubble like I said you know games can be over three hours long. you can't play at one or two fields it's so it's very very challenging to do that um, but it just it turned into a labor dispute and just not to bore you guys with all this with all the details, but long story short, like this went on for a while, and suddenly in June, they finally came to an agreement. We're going to play 60 games, pro-rated salaries, um, extended playoffs, so more teams can get into the playoffs and a larger playoff pool. So that's happened. Uh, The first games started on the 23rd of July. Um, So they've gotten about – I think the most games that a team has played has been 10 games so far. Um, There's been some difficulties with particularly two teams. I'm not sure if you heard about that, Gino, but two teams have had uh, issues so far keeping their players healthy because well one of the teams decided they wanted to go out while they're on a road trip and another team decided they want to go to a casino over 30 people have had a positive for covid just from those two teams the thing with baseball is it seems like there's not a whole lot of restriction
0: on the players when they're not on the field i mean they've got the rules in place um but once the games are over you know people are traveling or they're in their hometowns and it must feel like you know like not a whole lot is
1: different for these guys, right correct, correct, and but this past weekend, uh the commissioner baseball talked about how they'll end this like they'll end the season if players aren't taking this more seriously, so a lot of teams are taking it upon themselves, to have to you know govern govern themselves and get more regulations and that I, I don't want to get my own too my personal opinion in here too much, I feel like the commissioner's not really. Handling this in the best way he can. I feel like it was more about just getting a product on the field or just not having a product at all. Um, and he's trying to shift the blame onto other players, right? So I think so. I, I th- there's just a lot of wrangling in this one, but I feel like a lot of, it comes down to the teams have to police themselves. Right. And I think a lot of teams are getting more serious about it now, because the fact is that the season will just be cut if the players aren't taking things more seriously. So a lot of people are calling for. Uh, the Cardinals and for the Marlins, the two teams that have the, had the most positive tests just to kind of get massively punished. And, you know, why would you want to punish any of the teams who are taking this seriously while these other two teams are just kind of being willy-nilly about everything? Right, because that ends up hurting the product overall. Yeah, but I mean, besides that, uh, have you seen any baseball games?
0: Yeah, I did watch the um, on the opening day. I saw the Yankees play. You know, I think, yeah, so far, I think that it holds up a lot. The one thing that I did notice, and this is kind of a minor thing, is you're not going to get those reactions the same way you would. They pump in the sound, you know, and they do a pretty good job of making it seem normal. But, uh, you know, someone almost got hit by a pitch in the game I watched on Sunday. And there was no, like, audible you know, outcry from the stands like there might have been.
1: Yeah, which which you normally expect. Right. It's it's odd. Uh, I mean, there's always been that controversy about, you know, having crowd noise being pumped in. Um, Yeah,
0: and something's probably better than nothing. But, you know, I I think about a lot of times, you know, how does that shift the momentum? And does not having fans there mean, you know, we're not going to get – as much of a high off of a dunk or a home run or you know whatever it might be yeah yeah
1: you, you definitely you definitely feel like you want to feel you know you want to feel the energy of the crowd, and you yeah. know a lot of a lot of people that i've that I've listened to or I've read from are talking about certain players are very like they feed off the energy of the environment, you know whether it's a positive or negative energy like that that fuels them, so certain players just have to make the adjustment and just kind of have to create their own hype for themselves, and that's not always the easiest thing to do, but um I feel like adding that crowd noise. I've read a lot of players are very have positive reactions to it because they feel like it just gives a little more sense of normalcy. Exactly. You know, you don't want to be playing in an empty stadium and barely. You know, you don't want to make it feel like it's a, you know, a, double, a single A game where you just hear like your teammates yelling from, from from the dugout, and that's it. Right. That's not the that's not the same thing. So it's it's definitely a change from everything, and obviously you can you can tell things are a little bit odd Uh, i mean a lot of a lot of teams are doing cardboard cutouts um yeah just to kind of make that and then i'm not sure if you saw any of the game broadcasted by fox but they're putting like digital fans in the stands and it's a little oh no a little little early 2000s video game looking (laughs) but it's it's right that's what it feels
0: like it all feels like a video game we're even using like ea's sounds that's their sound library i know for a couple of the leagues you know, I know for some sports the, the crowd really does play a big role. I know that's true in college athletics. I would imagine that's probably equally true in uh, in the NFL, right?
1: Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with that with that one. You know, going going forward, you because know, I feel like the NFL, you know, the big the big behemoth that, that it is, is looking at you know what you know baseball, football, hockey, soccer uh, are doing and trying to see like what's the best course of action for them. Um, as far as I know, for the NFL, they're going to continue doing their same, their same schedule. They're not changing anything up. Um, and as of right now, there's no one allowed in the in the stadium. Um, I am, as you know, I I am a, a season ticket holder for the Rams, and I I got an email last week saying, no season tickets this year. Um, if you want to attend a game you can um, if we're allowed to do it you know but you have to purchase individual tickets as opposed to mm-hmm. we're just going to give you the tickets that you already paid for so that's there's no guarantees that there's actually going to be fans in the stands um if there are um they told me that the first 10 rows in the lower bowl no dice on that one really yeah and then they're just going to have separation all over the stadium they said at least I'm speaking just from what I've dealt with. Um, for SoFi Stadium, the new Ram Stadium, um, they said that the maximum they could probably have is probably fifteen thousand people, and I'm and I'm thinking that the stadium can hold like eighty thousand people. But yeah, it's it, it's it's odd. But like I said, I feel like the NFL moving forward. I mean, the rookies, a lot of rookies reported a camp this past week, so I mean they're moving forward with with uh, with the spring training, now they're just trying to f- focus on how we what's the best course of action to keep the NFL season going. I mean, everyone's on the contract. I haven't heard much like disputes as a, as I did with Major League Baseball about you know playing this year. Players want to opt out; they can opt out. It doesn't seem like there's as much you know headbutting going on between the NFL and their players' association, and you know they're just moving forward with that. But that kind right. of, more, but I mean, that's professional sports. Now, if you move on to the other, the other fun sport of uh, of college football during the fall, um, it's a completely different thought process um, because these these are athletes student athletes. Emphasis on you want to emphasize the student part of it. Who they're not getting paid to do this. They're having their scholarships, obviously, um, but they're students. At least that's what the NCAA wants us to think about that. So. They don't have as much bargaining power in terms of what they require to play. Um, if you didn't know, most of the major conferences now have moved to conference-only scheduling, so you can only play within with teams that are within your conference. So a lot, so a lot of sched, sk- a lot of big games on on the on the docket this year were canceled. I mean, I'm a Notre Dame fan, as you know, and I mean, I'm I'm sad that they're losing. You know, the Wisconsin game, they're losing. Losing the Stanford game, they're losing the USC game because those are all supposed to be really good big games. I mean, Notre Dame was supposed to play in Ireland this year, first game against Navy. I mean, they were supposed to play uh, Wisconsin at Lambeau Field where the Packers play. So I mean, it's 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 sad, but you know, you want to talk about player safety and everything. But um, yeah, you know, this is
0: one that I wanted to get into with you because I think this is something that I look forward to. And you know, there's not a whole lot about the fall that I look forward to because it's the start of the school year and all that stuff, but Mm -hmm. football always makes it a little more bearable, especially college football. And there's something fun about that. It's integrated into the student experience, right? But I really go back and forth on this. I think there's a lot of talk about player safety, right? How can we ask students to come back and, you know, put their bodies on the line and risk their health and... You know, they make so much money for the school that they don't see. I've also heard arguments saying, like, you know, if anyone really cares about these young people and their safety, they probably wouldn't have them playing football in the first place. There's some merit to that, too. So I don't know. I really go back and forth here, and I'm not sure what I, what I should be rooting for in terms of safety.
1: You know what I mean? It's, it's tough, though. I mean, I think especially since a lot of smaller conferences, a lot of them are canceling their seasons just straight up. They've already done that. Right. so it's like is it more of a showing that is this showing the NCAA's hand and saying like this is a mostly about money you know and the a student athlete is more of an athlete as opposed to a student um, right. but a lot of people a, a lot of a lot of uh, sports pundits are talking about that like yeah you can have online classes you know why why should players have to come and play if they if they're not even allowed on campus to pull you know to get schooling, which supposedly is supposed to be the primary thing that they're, that they're there for is to get an education. So it's just really contradictory on this one. And it's, it's a tough thing to have an opinion on because you can see kind of both sides on that one. It's like, well, some people bring up, well, if all, everyone else is on campus and the athletes are the only, only ones on campus, then will not that make them safer? Cause you can control, you know, the college campus, you can control the environment that's there. I said, yeah, that's true, but I mean, you're treating them differently than students, even though you're saying that the only reason that they're different from students is that they have a certain scholarship that they just have to put in the work to, you know, keep and earn.
0: Right, and I think you can argue that part of the reason athletes have these scholarships is because it gives you a leg up, and it's not just financially, although that's the most obvious thing, um, but the kind of care and attention that a student athlete gets is substantial, you know, with tutoring, um, with the resources that are available to you.
1: We'll have to wait and see on this one. I mean, it's August now, so things are really kind of, like, coming to a head in terms of colleges making decisions on things. I mean, there is going to be a college football season. It's going to be different because the fact is that there's conference-only games. Um, I know people look forward to, you know, interconference games happening. You know, people circle certain things on them. I mean, because wasn't USC supposed to play Alabama this year? Sure, yeah. I okay. wouldn't
0: say I was looking forward to that or circling it, but I, it I, was going to happen.
1: I think <laughs> if there was a chance for you, for you guys to win this year, it, it would have been this year, particularly with, with the quarterback that you guys have. So it's it's also funny, though, because, like, a couple weeks ago, um, the Big Ten was the first major conference to come up with the with the conference-only team schedule, and they had a rule where it said that well, they're saying that we're only going to be playing teams within our conference. Well, people were bringing up the fact is that Notre Dame was playing Wisconsin, in Wisconsin technically. So Wisconsin would travel more to go play Penn State in Pennsylvania than they would to travel to go to Green Bay and play right. Notre Dame. Right. So people were making that like the contradiction like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Because I think people still wanted to kind of keep keep some of those bigger games on that one, particularly that one because it was a Shamrock series one. So it was like a deal that's not just involving the school, but also involving, you know, an NFL stadium, you know, and and that's a lot of contracting and money involved with that one too. Right. And I think
0: that's the, this is where it gets to be a gray area is that a lot of these conferences are pretty spread out and the distance you'd have to travel is great here on the West coast. It's not, And, you know, everybody's pretty tight. The reality is, you know, and this is what underlines all of these different leagues is sports coming back at all is a problem, right? I mean, there is almost no way to do it safely. I mean, the NBA, I think, is probably about the closest thing. And even within that, you know, there are guys who are breaking the bubble and, you know, there's people that have to support all these functions. There's a lot that could go wrong
1: gotta get people to buy into it you know a lot, yeah. of the, a lot of other countries are kind of like on the downturn now but i feel like we've never really ended the first wave for us and i think it's because people weren't just buying into what needed to get done in order to ensure that we get we kind of get ahead on this thing right and so speaking as a sports fan you know
0: of course i want sports to come back i mean i think we all need a distraction and a pick-me-up um and I want it to happen safely if it's coming back, and I don't know where that leaves me or us if we can't really have it come back safely. Like I think ultimately, I just feel a little guilty enjoying it.
1: I agree, you know, because you, like you said, you do have that conflict. You know, as a sports fan, you know, you want to see, you know, your team play. You want to kind of have some sense of, you know joy coming from that you know that's something that's something that a lot of sports Channel, say it's a part of them but you know you also want to you know be realistic in saying like well you know i don't want players to get sick i want people to be healthy you know and i mean you and me have both worked at, you know at colleges before you know it's like we we've had relationships with college students before you know and at the end of the day you want to ensure that what's being done on the college campuses through the athletic programs is what's best for them is what's the safest aspect for them you know and sometimes you have to put away your fandom and say you know what we're all people and we want to make sure that this is the safest thing for everybody
0: well that does it for another edition of the james and gino show don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review you can also follow us on twitter at the jag show Or check us out on Facebook, just search James and Gino Show. Thanks for listening, and for James, I'm Gino. We'll see you next time.